At this time, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, accompanied by great sages like Narada and followed by many other demigods, invisibly appeared in the house of Kamsa. They began to pray to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in select prayers, which are very pleasing to the devotees and which award the fulfillment of all their desires. The first words they spoke acclaimed that the Lord is true to his vow. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna descends into this material world just to protect the pious and to destroy the impious. That is his vow. The demigods could understand that the Lord had taken his residence within the womb of Devaki in order to fulfill this vow. The demigods were very glad that the Lord was appearing to fulfill his mission, and they addressed him as Satyam Param, or the Supreme Absolute Truth. Everyone is searching after the truth. That is the philosophical way of life. The demigods give information that the Supreme Absolute Truth is Krishna. One who becomes fully Krishna conscious can attain that absolute truth. Krishna is the absolute truth. Relative truth is not truth in all three phases of eternal time. Time is divided into past, present, and future. Krishna is truth always, past, present, and future. In the material world, everything is being controlled by supreme time, in the course of past, present, and future. But before the creation, Krishna was existing. And when there is creation, everything is resting in Krishna. And when this creation is finished, Krishna will remain. Therefore, he is absolute truth in all circumstances. If there is any truth within this material world, it emanates from the supreme truth, Krishna. If there is any opulence within this material world, the cause of the opulence is Krishna. If there is any reputation within this material world, the cause of the reputation is Krishna. If there is any strength within this material world, the cause of the strength is Krishna. If there is any wisdom or education within this material world, the cause of such wisdom is Krishna. Therefore, Krishna is the source of all relative truths. This material world is composed of five principal elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And all such elements are emanations from Krishna. The material scientists accept these five primary elements as the cause of the material manifestation. But the elements, in their gross and subtle states, are produced by Krishna. The living entities who are working within this material world are also products of his marginal potency. In the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly stated that the whole manifestation is a combination of two kinds of energies of Krishna, the superior energy and the inferior energy. The living entities are the superior energy and the dead material elements are his inferior energy. In its dormant stage, everything remains in Krishna. The demigods continued to offer their respectful prayers unto the supreme form of the personality of Godhead Krishna by analytical study of the material manifestation. What is this material manifestation? It is just like a tree. 
A tree stands on the ground. Similarly, the tree of the material manifestation is standing on the ground of material nature. This material manifestation is compared with the tree because the tree is ultimately cut off in due course of time. A tree is called vriksha. Vriksha means that thing which will ultimately be cut off. Therefore, this tree of the material manifestation cannot be accepted as the ultimate truth. The influence of time is on the material manifestation. But Krishna's body is eternal. He existed before the material manifestation. He is existing while the material manifestation is continuing. And when it will be dissolved, he will continue to exist. The Kata Upanishad also states this example of the tree of material manifestation standing on the ground of material nature. This tree has two kinds of fruits, distress and happiness. Those who are living on the tree of the body are just like two birds. One bird is the localized aspect of Krishna, known as the Paramatma, and the other bird is the living entity. The living entity is eating the fruits of this material manifestation. Sometimes he eats the fruits of happiness and sometimes he eats the fruits of distress. But the other bird is not interested in eating the fruit of distress or happiness because he is self-satisfied. The Katha Upanishad states that one bird on the body of the tree is eating the fruits, and the other bird is simply witnessing. The roots of this tree extend in three directions. That means the root of the tree is the three modes of material nature goodness, passion, and ignorance. Just as the tree's roots expand, so, by association with these material modes of nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance, one expands his duration of material existence. The taste of the fruits are of four kinds. Religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and ultimately liberation. According to the different associations in the three modes of nature, the living entities are tasting different kinds of religiosity, different kinds of economic development, different kinds of sense gratification, and different kinds of liberation. Practically all material work is performed in ignorance. But because there are three qualities, sometimes the quality of ignorance is covered with goodness or passion. The taste of these material fruits is accepted through five senses. The five sense organs through which knowledge is acquired are subjected to the six kinds of whips. Lamentation, illusion, infirmity, death, hunger, and thirst. This material body, or the material manifestation, is covered by seven layers. Skin, muscle, flesh, marrow, bone, fat, and semen. The branches of the tree are eight. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and ego. There are nine gates in this body. The two eyes, two nostrils, two ears, one mouth, one genital, and one rectum. And there are ten kinds of internal air passing within the body, 
prana, apana, udana, vyana, samana, etc. The two birds seated in this tree, as explained above, are the living entity and the localized supreme personality of Godhead. The root cause of the material manifestation described here is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead expands Himself and takes charge of the three qualities of the material world. Vishnu takes charge of the mode of goodness. Brahma takes charge of the mode of passion. And Lord Shiva takes charge of the mode of ignorance. Brahma, by the modes of passion, creates this material manifestation. Lord Vishnu maintains the manifestation by the modes of goodness, and Lord Shiva annihilates it by the modes of ignorance. The whole creation ultimately rests on the Supreme Lord. He is the cause of the creation, maintenance, and dissolution. And when the entire manifestation is dissolved, in its subtle form as the energy of the Lord, it rests within the body of the Supreme Lord. Actually, the Supreme Cause is one, but being diluted by the three modes of material nature, less intelligent persons see that the material world is manifested through different causes. Those who are intelligent can see that the cause is one, Krishna, as it is stated in the Brahma Samhita, Sarva Karana Karanam, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the cause of all causes. Brahma is the deputed agent for creation. Vishnu is the expansion of Krishna for maintenance, and Lord Shiva is the expansion of Krishna for disillusion. <laughs>